0: Back with another one, this is Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in episode number 42, we're gonna talk about the subtleties of idolatry. How idolatry has just crept into our society and we've just simply accepted it as a normality. The very things that we take for granted are rooted in idolatry. That is why we are glad that you joined us in this podcast so we can look under the magnifying glass all of the things that we write off as irrelevant that are systemic to idolatry, which is an abomination in the sight of the Most High. Hebrews in
1: exile, you know what we do. Let's go. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in in exile. Exile. You know, as we were starting this podcast this evening, we kind of hit a glitch. We are we we kind of <laughs> right. got to turn 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 the recorder on. <laughs> and you know, we suffer from this from this thing of of human error. Right. But let me talk about that for a minute before we get into this. That's anything. good. Let's, That's let's good. See, let's, let's go somewhere. I am a person who thrives on the idea of things being perfect and right. But while I think about things being perfect and right, I also recognize that there's a human element and a human factor that comes to play that says we're all human and we're all subject to forget something. Right. And we're all subject to error and we're all subject not to communicate things the way another person wants them to be communicated. Right. And the sad part about that is, is that we forget as people that everybody's human Mm -hmm. and I'm deeply saddened in my spirit at the way people are handling this and particularly within our Hebraic community are handling this whole COVID issue and to become upset with your sister and brother, because they haven't communicated with you the way you think that they should have communicated with you, or have erred in some part, some some way, that you take issue with that mm-hmm. and stop speaking to them and treat them as though they were cancer. Ah, I, I mean, I, okay. I, 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 and this, th- th- this, this. Okay. This is on. not tonight's subject, but since we we had the error coming in, mm-hmm. it gives me license to be able to kind of talk about these kinds of things. Sure. I have no tolerance mm. for people who claim to be Hebraic who cannot function within the con within the within the confines of our history or our scriptural. Mitzvot understanding mm-hmm. that of, uh, and all by getting, getting under, getting understanding, understanding, you know, yeah, uh, in our document, it says, Come, let us reason, reason together. together. But when you can't get an understanding and when you can't come to a point of reasoning, mm-hmm. it tells me that your scriptorial, spiritual understanding is lacking. And you're still operating like the people across the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 have, I have very little tolerance for that. Sure. The, and, and the reason being is because we've been taught supposedly Torah. Mm-hmm. Right. And we want to walk in supposedly Torah. Okay. Now, I'm going to say this again. All right. Until torah gets in the way that's right until it becomes something
0: that is uncomfortable for you and it disrupts your your paradigm on where you're at your current dogma of where you are how you see things it's 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 in i'm gonna use a word when it becomes inconvenient
1: for you then we got to start throwing it out it's human to make mistakes sure and there isn't a human individual on the face of the earth that's so perfect that they have not made a mistake. Correct. Correct. A grievous mistake. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, so when it happens within your community, you expect for people who are walking within the spirit mm-hmm. of the Father's word to apply spirit and not allow their emotions to dictate their attitudes mm-hmm. that bring this funk into existence. Because I'm going to tell you straight up. All right. I have no tolerance for attitudes. I'm, I, hey, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what.
0: As As you, as we continue to walk in this, I'm going to draw on the greatest prophet. I keep coming back to this dude because I like him so much. This guy had a no tolerance policy for that too. He issued what he had to issue to the children of Israel. He walked with him for so long. Even got to the point where it's like, take him out.
1: I don't even want him no more. You deal with him. You deal with him most time." You must be talking about my man. <laughs> my Mr. M Mr. Mache
0: He has this way of Which is admirable Because He's a person that Executes what the most High says and stays laser Beamed focused On that and if you fell Off by the wayside then you Fell oh, off oh well Nobody is coming to coddle you. No, nope. no one is coming to kiss your natural royal. You fill in the blank. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you think that, and I haven't read that anywhere in scripture where Moshe came down and made a special visit to see whether or not somebody was okay. He had a job to do, which was number one. We're going to the promised land. I got to lead the people there and I have to instruct them on how they are to conduct themselves when they get there. That is the goal. I can't get wrapped up in your petty, meaningless situations and drama that comes up on a day-to-day basis. His father-in-law got on his case about that. He says, listen, you need to put people in place that are going to mitigate this because you have a, a greater task at hand. So I... I echo your sentiment. There's no time for this. We have a people
1: that need rescuing. People who really want to walk in this Hebraic way, you have to put your feelings to the side and we have to hear what the Ruach is speaking to us. And walk in the dynamics of, in the, in the dynamics of his word mm-hmm. and set aside your feelings and your emotions because feelings and emotions don't have anything to do with right and wrong. Right. When it comes to the Most High. Mashe told Israel, this is what it is. You can take it or you can leave it. Mm-hmm. As your rabbi, I'm telling you, this is what it is. You can take it or leave it. So when I say to you, about people having attitudes. And I tell you, I don't care. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't care about them. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the attitude. Right. Because there's no place. There's no place in our arena of being Hebraic for attitudes. Right. That happens across the street. We're supposed to be a different people. Right. That being said. Right. (laughs) I have come to a Grave conclusion Mm. That after My almost 80 years Yeah I'm almost 80 years old Ah I want to put you over 56 But okay I'll give you that On the face of the (laughs) earth You could not have Convinced me That I was walking in
2: idolatry. Hmm. Cuz to this yeah. day
1: you can't convince a Christian that their religious, their religion mm-hmm. is idolatrous. It's it's difficult. It,
0: it it really is difficult because you're dealing with a people that have what I like to call have an
1: institutionalized mind. Man, I was Pentecostal Apostolic Jesus named to, to, to the hard core to the hard until mm-hmm. until the light came on within the foundation of my history, mm-hmm. which I which I now refer to the Scriptures as my history, and the doors open and I begin to understand how much idolatry is infused. Mm-hmm into this mm. Constantine, Romanistic, Christian religion. Yeah. That, 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 by the way, was not orchestrated nor called into existence by the Mighty One. That's correct. That is correct. Christianity is not Hebrew Israel's way of life. The Most High did not give Hebrew Israel Christianity as their way of life. Mm-hmm. But because we are in this exile, we have been infused by our captors mm-hmm. and taught this diabolical religion that has us in a state where we continue to function in that, which is not which doesn't belong to us, right, it has this
0: this connotation, the one thing that i've I've learned, and looking back over my <laughs> my ten year compared to yours, <laughs> is this idea of not being able to challenge the information that you're hearing. I mean it's you're already indoctrinated to say this, like you said, Jesus and Jesus alone, and then that's it. You can't challenge anything, and I think the thing that's quintessential—I uh, like that word a lot—quintessential um, for the Hebrew or the person that is a critical thinker is to understand that the Most High wants to have you establish your faith in things that you that are quantifiable, quantifiable. I think that you can you can literally say, "Okay, I see the stars, I see the moon, I see all the things that the Most High has created, and therefore, I want to." I I need to be able to put my faith in something that is quantifiable that I can justify and I can can physically, tangibly see. And there's a lot of things that happen across the street that you just can't justify. And so there's that element that it's you're wrong if you challenge the narrative, which I think is, which is diabolical and taking away your
1: critical thinking. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. And I'm not... I'm not professing to be a prophet, but the prophets challenged the critical thinking of their day. Sure, absolutely, and they did not bat an eye, nor did they back up from the truth that the Most High gave them to speak to His people. Sure, and that's true because I mean, tell you what.
0: That is something that we've t- i've i've mentioned in several podcasts. Is that their their aim is for the community of people to return to the Most High. That is why you can have um again I'm going to keep saying it. that's why you can have a Garvey. That's why you can have an X, uh, Malcolm Shabash. You can have a King. You can have all these, and I'm using the the big ones, the prominent ones. You can have that because they all had the same aim in mind, which was returning, getting a community of people. At least on one one page on one page, right on
1: one page, we may yes. not
0: have the idea of what the most High had for us, which was the the returning, but it's that's why it resonates in the spirit of Hebrew Israel, no matter what religion you are, because that is the aim of the most High is to get his people to return, yes. to be on
1: one accord, yeah, yeah, so while I return. While I got out of Christianity and I returned to the Mitzvotes and the commandments of the Most High, I still began to reflect things that were idolatrous. And I didn't, right. I, 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 it didn't, it didn't dawn on me. And that's the reason why I said from, from birth till 2021, because in our last podcast, when we started talking about idolatry, mm-hmm. and I brought up, I brought up the narrative of explaining how the the, the name God is comes from a uh, comes from a uh, Teutonic German, Ger- Germanic word, which which applies to a superhuman being,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, and is expressed. As expressed as a popular name and became adopted mm-hmm. uh, as a cover up title for the Father's name. Sure. You know, uh, and when we read scripture, while we're looking at the complete Jewish Bible by David Stern, and he's a, he's an oxenazi Jew, and their philosophy is not to speak the name of the Most High because it's too sacred. Too sacred, yeah. So they've covered it up with the word Adonai, and um, um, I'm trying to think of the other one, uh, which I can't think of right now. But all these titles to hide the name of the Most High
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and Lord, in all of these titles and I've been using those yeah. up into the present day. Right, right. And I said last week, I cannot do that any longer knowing now what I know when I talk about the Most High, mm-hmm. He has to be the Most High, the Absolute All-Existent One, Yahweh or El Eloah or the Elohim, which is reflective of just defining the Mighty One. Correct. Yeah. And while Christendom and the Jews want to tell you that El just is means God, it does not mean God. Mm. It's associated with the mighty one. There's only one mighty one. Yes. There's only one absolute spirit. Sure. Sure. So now today this day and age. This day, this point in day. Okay. I can say now that to my knowledge, I have taken my final enema on idolatry. Okay. The last frontier conquered it. You will never, ever hear me again use G-O-D in a reference to the Mighty One. Sure. Uh, that's totally Never, ever, right. never, never, ever again. So and and you know and this comes about as we continue to do this study on on this this thing that's called you know idolatry because within the framework of of the terminology uh let's let's look at another one today uh, okay. as, as we get somewhere you know I stop calling the bible the bible yeah i don't even
0: refer to it as that anymore? Yeah, no, I, I, stopped,
1: I stopped calling it, it. I stopped calling it
0: out a long time ago. Yeah, it's that's that right there in itself. That see, you know what? There you go. Case in point. There's an example, and right there. And and, and how <laughs> and how
1: innocent? How innocent? There is that? it is.
0: Right. It's innocent because you you you're associating something idolatrous with the Most High's word, and it's and you just don't even think about but you it. You don't
1: know, but you don't know it because right. because nobody has taught you. Nobody has nobody has brought up the origin. Of this thing. But Bible comes from the Greek word biblios, a biblion, which refers to the Egyptian papyrus reed, which the Greeks called biblios and biblias. And the papyrus reed was shipped from the Egyptian city Bibulus, named after the female sun deity. And it was imported through the Greek seaport called Bib, Bibli, Bibli, Biblios, named after the Phoenician sun deity. Biblius, Biblius, believed to be the granddaughter of Apollo, the Greek sun deity. Now, listen to that. That's subtle. Now That's listen. just so. Now, yeah. Now, see, once, <laughs> once you get to the origin of it, uh huh. Now, it's no longer it's no longer insignificant or minute in its in its terminology mm-hmm. because now you're referring to something that is totally. Directed to sun worship. That's correct. That's correct.
0: So, I, okay. Wow, this is going back to a couple podcasts that we did before. So, while as though we don't refer to the Bible anymore, I think we probably need to be, this is going to get you going off on a tangent. Because I've heard you say before in passing to people that I'm not going to refer to because there's two books, two compendiums in there. What you call the Old Testament and the New Testament, which we will never use never that use, word never old use that again. Word, never use that word again, never.
1: No, no. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. See, that's the other one that's no. subtle
1: as well. Yeah. Is yeah. the use of that term and, and, Old Testament. And, and, and it, 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 it brings to the, to the forefront to ask the question. Who told you that? Who told you that the Father's word was old. Who told you that? Yeah, Did I'm, the prophets tell you that? Nope. sure Did Didn't Mashe tell you that? Of course not. No. Is there any is there any connection in the scripture and the history of the Hebrew people in the in the Hebrew scroll, which mm-hmm. is which which is where all of our truth comes from, is there any reference that the Most High said, one day, these words that I'm telling you, they will be old. Right. Yeah, there's no place in Scripture that talks about that. But he that. did say, these words that I'm giving you today, they shall be life, life to, to you. you. Yes. But there's no narrative that says that I'm calling what I'm telling you today old because I told you mm-hmm. that what I'm giving you today is not only for you today, but for those who... Are not here,
0: right, for future generations. For
1: future generations,
0: and Scripture speaks again from Bereshit all the way to Malachi or Second or chron- Chronicles. So that's what we're talking about. So if you have this, <laughs> have this piece, and it's more, you define a people, the Hebrew people, by what's in Scripture because it's talking about you right now.
1: Yes, yes. So, so when you say that it's old you're saying that the eternal spirit who has spoken who is eternal is old yes but the eternal spirit the mighty one the absolute all existing one has no age quantity to no age to quantify him he that spirit has been in existence from the fore and mm-hmm. will exist in the after. It's eternal, and it doesn't have age to it. So if it spoke something out into its created man to bring to us as a document of a way of life, mm-hmm. and the Spirit spoke it, how does it age? How does it become old? See, see, I see other things. It,
0: correct. It doesn't become old. and And again, just using the term old and new, it's like saying today I have. What do you have? You have a Mac, and what, what's the operating system you on now, right now?
1: Uh, I don't. Know. Oh, I don't. I don't know. OS. Oh, we on Capitan
0: or whatever yeah, I don't it is. Know which one it is? It's that kind of that 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 deal where this is the update that, and it's diminishing what's there. It's the subtle part of that to say, you know, this this is not really as important as this over here. So therefore, this is kind of diminished in a way to have you look at it already from a subtle standpoint, without you even cracking it open and reading it, you're already saying to yourself, well, I've got this in the back of my hubris in my mind that this is something that's just not as important
1: as what I'm getting ready to get into, which is in the new. Listen, Hebrew Israel, Listen, Hebrew Israel, you are better than you think you are. And you have to come to grips with the fact that there is a dialogue of truth that surrounds you that is much greater,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: much greater than a Eurocentric Greek nation and a Roman nation trying to disconnect you from that which makes you you. Right. If you follow my narrative. Right. Truth matters. It really does. And the issues that surround us are, 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 they're, they're, they're in our face. They're, they smack in our face. You know, some may see that a picture of of a black person praying you know that is evil. Praying to the most to the most high. But the aspect of what is evil is a people intruding your land, enslaving you, stripping you of your native tongue and spirituality, and gave you power, then tossing a book and telling you, have faith in it, and for hundreds of years, whether it seems like it's working or not, and it's not. Man,
0: you said something that was powerful that resonated with me just right right there.
1: That's yeah. evil. Yeah. Not only is it evil, but it is also idolatrous.
0: I, I'm, I'm, I want to go
1: somewhere, but I think I'm going to get my hand slapped. I'm not going to slap it. <laughs> hey, it's, you know, you know we, we, we got open mic. I'm going to tell you,
0: you said something about that word language. Language is something that's very powerful. It's very powerful. And this is something that I deal with, and we're going to probably have just like a counseling session here. You're going to counsel me really probably quick after you get to hear me saying this. Is that, you know, I think about it in, in the language that I speak right now, which is English. Okay? This is a language that was taught to me. Yeah. That our ancestors did not speak. No. Okay? So I feel like in some sense, you know, I can never really give the most high out of the fruit of my mouth. The exact praise that he's supposed to have, because I'm not even using the tongue that I was given. To do it with in one regard. Powerful. To back up my statement about language. There was a situation where there was a group of people. Now, get this. A group of people that were on one accord. Huge group of people on one accord. They started to take up a construction effort (laughs) to build something that was going up to the sky because they said, you know what? And this is, again, this is corroborated in a lot of uh, other books, as well, like the book of Yeshar, where it talks about they built this to get into the Hashemayim because they wanted to have a say in what was going on. Okay. (laughs) And instead of the most high, you know, cutting their hands off, taking an ankle away, or making them blind, what did he do? He took their language away from them. So they couldn't do anything. They couldn't communicate. They couldn't communicate. And this is the problem that we're running into.
1: Is that the communication that we're having has been disjointed. Disjointed. Yes, but here's here's the saving here's the saving aspect of what you just said. <laughs> Remember, and we're still trying to talk about idolatry. Mm-hmm. Remember, the Most High said to His people, "Because you will not follow My mitzvot, you will not obey My commandments, and you." would rather worship God's made of wood and and, and and steel and whatever, and you won't worship me, okay? Mm-hmm. I will pronounce these curses upon you. Right.
0: That's true. Which gets back to your point, which is that when, because, and I mentioned that about language and communication, is because we have lost our tongue, we have not been able to even know okay. the name of the Most I, I, High. I, I,
1: I'm, 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 I'm coming there. So okay, I'm coming all right. There. I'm coming here. I got my foot on the gas pedal at the Yeah, end. but I'm coming there. Okay. Because you won't do this, I am going to scatter you amongst the nations. All over the place. When I scatter you amongst the nations out of your land, you'll lose your temple. You'll lose your Kohanim. And you'll lose your language and you'll lose the Torah. Four points of things that you don't have, that you're not going to have in exile. Right. So, here we are, and here you are, talking about trying to communicate with the Most High and not having the language. However, Mm -hmm. for some of us, that's not true. Okay. Because some of us have learned... And readapted ourselves to be somewhat excellent in reading Mm -hmm. and communicating the Hebrew language. Okay, okay, I can buy that, sure. But for the majority of us that haven't digested that, Mm -hmm. the Most High understands our exile. Sure, And he understands our inability to communicate with him on the level that he taught us in the beginning that we abdicated. He understands that. Mm -hmm. So he accepts the communication that we give him Mm -hmm. out of the consciousness of our mind and our heart recognizing the degree of honesty, purity in which that it comes no matter what language it comes in, He accepts it because of his mercy and grace.ing His right. grace and mercy, and I think that's probably the quint.
0: There, the, that word is again. I keep using that. I'm gonna use something different. The important part about that is, is that the Most High, again, when he's talking to his people through his prophet Moshe, is saying, "Listen, this is a lifestyle I want you to lead, even if you don't know the language in its totality, or the fact that whatever native tongue the Most High gave us." it's still a condition and a matter of the heart, which is to enact and do these things to show you the appreciation that you understand the lifestyle and community that the Most High would like to have for his people. So it's more of, like I've said before in the past, I believe what you do
1: before I believe what you say. So... Um, and he says, out of the abundance of the heart, heart, Correct. the mouth speaks. Right. So what's in your heart irrespective of language mm-hmm. communicates with the most high because the most high is the initiator into the into the aspect mm-hmm. of nations the languages that they have sure 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 now see i told you he was going to count me <laughs> <laughs> now we look at something that I want to cover tonight that is coming up real quick. Oh, Christmas? No, I'm, I'm kidding. It's called <laughs> Christmas. Oh, the jolly old fat man. And our people. I can't say that. Our Sorry. people are still in the business of decorating their homes with lights and buying Christmas trees and talking about Christmas. And in a lot of the churches, the Christian churches Mm -hmm. that we attend, they're going to put up this Christmas tree in their foyer. And they don't know that what they are doing is totally, absolutely, unequivocally idolatrous. Yeah, very much so. The
0: whole origin Of that holiday I can't even want to call it a holiday Because if you look up the that word It's holy day That's where that comes from And there's nothing holy about it So
1: What is this thing mm. Called Christmas what, 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 what do you know about it What do I know
0: about it Wow Uh I don't want to really... <laughs> I've blocked it out of my mind so yeah, much he, that I have really... We've we, we forgotten
1: them. We, I've just we, forgotten we, about... We've stepped, we stepped away from it in so, in so, in, in so, in so many ways yeah. that we've forgotten about it.
0: Yeah, I would literally have but, to
1: look it up. Well... Again. Well, December 25th is regarded as the birth date of the Iranian mystery god Mithra, the son of righteousness. hmm And mm-hmm. the choice of December the 25th was influenced by the fact that on the day that the Romans celebrated the Mithric feast of the sun god Nautilus Solus Invicta that the Saturnalia also came at this particular time, and this is recorded in Collier's encyclopedia. Now, while you're doing it, I'm looking up something
0: else too because it's starting to come back to
1: me. we have this Saturnalia, December 17th to 24th, which was the observance of the winter solace in pagan Rome. The winter solace was the shortest day of the year and the sun worshipers of a nick of antiquity fearfully fearful that the sun would continue to decline in the sky and not return observe bromelia December the 25th as the birth of the new sun and the sun when the sun began to rise higher in the sky mhm so we have the question becomes how does all of this get connected to the birth of Jesus Christ and, we, and, and it doesn't and 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 for us Hebrew Israelites that doesn't even matter because we've already deduced that there can't be a birth of any human being called a mighty one and, Correct. I, and, I, and I want you to I want you to hear what I just said mm-hmm If Jesus Christ is calling himself the son of God, and we know that God is not associated with the creator Mm -hmm. because it's part of something else that we've already discussed that's idolatrous, okay? Mm -hmm. So he would have to be calling himself a mighty one. Correct but he can't be a mighty one because there's only one mighty one mm-hmm. and there's only one absolute one right right. but we but we've associated him with the birth we've, we've associated Christmas, broken it up into the syllables Christmas with him and and how does that happen? It happens because, because the Roman church decided to do it.
0: You know, they're very, very consistent. And that, that's getting back to that subtlety again, is that these, you see with all of these things that are perpetuated in in, in the church, you see a lot of paganism that is infused that, again... You're not challenged and it, the information has never been brought to your attention. Yeah. So you, therefore, you just accept it as being amoral and saying, you know, that's just what it is. As you were, as you were speaking, I was looking up, it just reminded me of uh, another Phrygian uh, Roman god named Attis. And Attis is a uh, demigod. And Addis was born on December 25th. And his birthday is obviously separ- uh, celebrated on December 25th. And get how he was born, through a-, a virgin birth. Now, if you don't believe it, go Google it and look it up yourself. It's A-T-T-I-S. And I believe uh, Addis is the god of vegetation. And in Addis's narrative... What happens to Addis is that he dies and his lover ends up resurrecting him. So that's only to establish that, you know, this is a group of people that is bringing you a narrative that is consistent and it's rooted in Greek mythology, but you accept it because you've been
1: institutionalized. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) There's, there's another narrative that that follows that same line of Addis. Okay. That this whole Christmas and the basis of the celebration mm-hmm. can be traced back to the kingdom of Nimrod ah. and Babel. Yeah. That after the death of Nimrod, who seems to have been considered the sun god, mm-hmm. Nemus was born to Biltris. And considered to be the reincarnation of Nimrod, mm-hmm. God incarnate. And this is the origin of the worship of the mother and child. Mm-hmm. And because this Beltis, the wife of Nimrod, the mother of Nemesis, became known as the mother's husband, the mother of God, queen of heaven, the fable has been the basis of pagan worship throughout history.
0: All right. I got to throw this in there, too. I, I just got to, okay? This is supposed to be a, a Christian holiday, all right? Okay, and we, you just mentioned about they're getting ready to put up the Christmas tree in the foyer and all this kind of stuff with this idea that presents go up underneath the tree and, and, and the jolly old man comes down the chimney and all that stuff. The fact of the matter is, is that it is one of, that is the day that is shrouded by just nothing but lies, And it's continuing to be perpetuated as if it's something that's wholesome. Nowhere in the narrative of the Most High do we have anything that's built on something that is a lie. All of our festivals are, they have a purpose on what they're supposed to achieve and how we're supposed to remember zakar and bring us back to a state of remembering what the Most High did for the children of Israel. And our ancestors, but this there's all this extra stuff that's added, and we we were in it for a long time, and we just accepted it because it was just amoral. It's a good thing, you know. You're doing something good for someone else, but
1: it's just shrouded with paganism. You see, if we don't cleanse ourselves of all. Of all aspects of idolatry, then we're going in circles. Mm-hmm. However, I'm going I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say this in light of understanding the mind of the Most High. Okay. The Most High knew that in this exile we were going to be overwhelmed by idolatrous thought because our reason for being in in exile is because of idolatry, and our mindset was set on that. So he allows us Mm -hmm. to be influenced by all this idolatrous stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But while he allows this to happen to us, he also knows, and he also has always known that while Israel was idolatrous, they had people within the fiber of their community who were not idolaters. They had they had Daniels, they had Hosea's, they had Yahashua's, they had Ezekiel's, they had uh, Obadiah's, they had Nahum's, oh, yeah. they had they had they, they had Jeremiah's, they had Isaiah, Yeshayahu, Zephaniahs, they had Zephaniah's, Zephaniahs they, had, of, they, had, mm-hmm. they had they had they had people mm-hmm. within the fiber of who they were that were not idol idolatrous.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And even in this exile, there are people who are not idolaters, who don't desire to be, but we have been infused with it. Mm -hmm. But we are walking in the day of enlightenment where we can now take an idolatrous shower Mm -hmm. and cleanse ourselves of all idolatry and turn back to the ways of the Most High. That's right. That's what this podcast is all about. It's about helping Hebrew Israelites who you don't even know you're a Hebrew Israelite, but your mind, your thought and what everything in your consciousness is telling you there's something wrong. There's something missing. I I, I need to turn to something. This podcast is directed to you to help you understand the nature of turning and what you need to do. Mm-hmm. To be pleasing in the eyes of the mighty one.
0: That's right. Because it's written on your heart. It's already on your heart. It's it's already it's in your mouth. It's written there already. That's why you're. It never quite going to sit right with you because it's not resonating with the code that's been written into your DNA. That's been given to you by the Most High. Yeah. The Most High has his his word written on you. It's a it's a part of your factory default which you when you come out of the womb, it's yeah, already it's, there. It's already there. And so what you're having is is these this infusion of of these other doctrines that come into play that kind of counteract your your base core how you're supposed to function. And that's why it'll never sit well with you.
1: There is nothing different between us and our ancestors who spent over 400 plus years Mm -hmm. in Mitzrayim and idolatry. There's nothing different between them and us. The Most High sequestered them into a desert Mm -hmm. to educate them and teach them his ways Mm -hmm. so that they could could cleanse themselves of the idolatry that they learned in Mitzrayim. Mm -hmm. You and I, are going through what I call a mini seclusion and a mini separation when we make the transition to leave idolatry and come this way the idea that you face with is being alone right because right Because you lose all of that community that you were with but being alone Is giving you the opportunity to take an idolatrous shower and cleanse yourself of all idolatry Mm -hmm. and come back to the ways that are pleasing to the most high.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And place within you a spirit of peace and well-being because now your spirit knows that it is in harmony with its creator. And there is nothing greater in life to know and be sh- and be firmly assured of is that your spirit mm-hmm. that he birthed into you is in harmony with him when he says, be holy for I for am, I am holy. Yeah. holy. Yeah. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. And Sean Appleton. And this has been
0: Hebrews Hebrews in in exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.